Hello, everyone. I am here today with a personal story and update. This is a bit of a new format for this podcast in that we have focused so far largely on highlighting and spotlighting incredible guests and their messages mixed in with a little bit of topic training. So I'm trying on sprinkling in some personal updates and what I'm moving through and with the intention that as we are all connected and pinging off each other in our experiences that what I am growing through and going through is going to be something that you can perhaps get a bit of an insight into something you have in your own life going on. I was originally going to take this week entirely off and replay one of our older popular episodes, but it felt really aligned and I felt like I had something to share with regards to where I am this week and want to just give you, to start off, some backstory. As my family this week is going through a surgery for my son, he is 11 years old and has been dealing with chronic pain in his ankles that can be a result of even just walking or certainly walking at distances and running has basically become so much of a challenge that it's pretty much out of the question. So to back up a little bit, as this didn't just start or it was not a result of an injury, Anthony developed toe walking a little later than most kids do. A lot of kids toe walk when they're toddlers or learning to walk. That's really common. And it can also be a cofactor of a kid that has a sensory processing challenge. And for Anthony, we noticed right about the time he was about five that his gait when he's running was a little bit off and that he would get fatigued really quickly. He'd have some pain, but we at the time just contributed it to just growing and changing and that kind of thing. That was about six years ago. And we've continued to notice this challenge with his walking. And we've gone to various experts, gone the non-invasive route, of course, at first. And as he's been growing, as he's grown into now being an older child, we were hesitant to do anything significant in terms of procedures and we wanted to see how this was going to work itself out if he was going to be able to get some relief from stretching or from PT exercises OT exercises things like that so we certainly went that route and my comfort zone is much more in taking a holistic approach and doing things that are more non-invasive so fast forward until, let's see, last fall, he started to get involved with lacrosse again here in North Carolina. He did that as a younger kid in Virginia, 
And through various reasons, 2020, all of that, we moving, that kind of thing, we really, he stepped away from it. But he's always been an athletic kid. And we were concerned that he was being challenged by running quite a bit. And last fall, everything came to a head with two triggering events. The first thing is he started to do a very casual lacrosse Friday night type league. And it was so painful for him that he really couldn't enjoy it and was not ultimately able to fulfill the few-week commitment because when he would run, it resulted in bruising and spraining of his ankles. So every time he, he would come home and he would have swollen ankles and be in a lot of pain and be discouraged by how fatigued his legs were and how much it hurt him. The other triggering event, which if you followed along on my Instagram, which is at Feel Good with Renee, if you're curious or don't know, was we took a family trip for his birthday to Disney World. Now, if any of you have ever been to Disney World or a theme park for that matter, that it is a very intensive ask on your body. And even someone who does not have any sort of limitations can feel the effects. You can definitely feel like pretty fatigued in pain from the ask of walking so much in general. So it was really that week that we noticed how excruciating walking was for him. And we would come back to the hotel and, oh my gosh, his poor ankles were literally like green. And he would cry and we'd have to give him an Advil and just ice and that kind of thing. And just, he got through it. But I honestly felt like we may have to get him a wheelchair. And he was at his age. He was not interested in doing that and didn't want to really admit that this was as much of a problem as it as it was for him. So he continued to just push through. And at that point in time, my mom intuition was pinging me so loudly that I knew we had to take further steps when we got back and start to really look at what we could do to help him with this issue. And really not only that, but get to the root cause of what was going on because we had a lot of people and, you know, experts telling us, oh, he toe walks, he has tight heel cords, tight calf muscles, but that's all they were telling us. We weren't able to get someone to even x-ray him here. We live in Wilmington. It's not a huge place. There's not that many pediatric orthopedic doctors. So they basically said, sorry, we can't help you here. You're going to need to go to Duke, which is up near Raleigh, Durham area, North Carolina. And Duke is a, it is a renowned pediatric orthopedic facility. So I can see why that would be the, the respective place to refer us to. And it's, you know how it is when you have a medical situation. It always takes so much longer to sort through than you think it will. It takes a lot of diligence to move through the process. So we started the process as soon as we could back in the fall. And yeah, we got in at Duke for an opinion. Learned some lessons with that. Went up thinking we were going to be met with a certain sort of 
personality, let's say, of that surgeon. We were going to be met with a plan or options and didn't really feel the love from that particular surgeon. It was not at all what I was comfortable with in terms of their bedside manner and just how they talked to us and treated us. Just everything was going off. I mean, no way. This guy is not going to be operating on my kid. So side note, listen to these messages when you get them. Do not ignore them. Part of me was even thinking, oh, he's an expert. He's a surgeon. This is how they are. Trying to talk myself out of it because it took a lot of effort to get there. And we had waited a while for the appointment. And I just wanted to move forward with a plan. But after consideration and feeling into it, decided that was actually going to not be the right person to do the the surgery. And again, maybe he's an incredible surgeon, but just was not feeling the love with his approach to talking to us and communicating with us. So we went back to exploring other kind of facilities, other doctors, other hospital options, and kept coming back to the advice and the guidance that Duke is really a fantastic facility. And it is worth mentioning the closest option. Everything else was going to be requiring like a five-hour drive or a flight, which wasn't going to make sense if Anthony was going to go ahead and have surgery. We decided to go back and get a second opinion from another surgeon. I'm so glad we did. Definitely felt a lot of relief and not only did this surgeon corroborate what the first surgeon said in terms of an action plan and a procedure that he recommended, but he was also way more with it in terms of listening and allowing us a lot of space in the appointment to ask questions and to get really specific with what we were going to be faced with in terms of the surgery. It took a little while, but we got there with a plan. And this does feel aligned for the right thing to do. And we went to then consider what time of year, what would be the least disruptive for his school schedule for summer, things like that. And we went ahead and moved forward with the date of April 4th. So the week that this will be released, we will be moving forward. Hopefully is moving forward with all systems go on the surgery. The surgery itself is to not only lengthen his calf muscles because they are so tight, he cannot make a heel strike when he walks or runs. The recommendation is to have the calf lengthening on both legs. And also, the more intensive and involved surgery is a corrective surgery to correct. He has a, a torsion in his lower leg, his tibia. So that means that it's rotated externally. His right foot, if you're looking at him, splays out quite a bit. And it has to do with the actual uh, way that the bone grew. So that bone is rotated and that part of the procedure is a little more involved. Yeah, it's going to require resetting that bone and there will be a plate and screws and one leg will be casted with a walking cast and the other leg will be a hard cast. So he will have both legs casted for, I think it's about five weeks. And that is the actual procedure. Yes. 
So all things being said, feeling very aligned with this and at peace that this is actually important that we deal with this. He's the right age to be doing it. All the things are aligning for it to be the right decision. But sometimes as the right decision isn't the easy decision and it comes along with some intense emotions and potential feelings of conflict. And so for me, I have definitely been feeling some fear and anxiety and even had some seriously intrusive thoughts about all sorts of things. I have oh a predisposition to anxious thinking, let's say, overthinking, catastrophizing. I wanted to record this because I am really working with this. I'm I'm not letting it go unchecked. At the point of you listening or at the point of me recording this, it's very much on my plate and it's going to only probably be more um, front and center as we get closer to the actual surgery. So for me, this is what I'm doing to deal with those anxious, intrusive thoughts. I know that it's important when we are facing something scary to have an awareness around how I'm approaching it and to be very conscious of not piling on any extra baggage or pressure. So what I'm doing, and I can break this down really into one, two, see, three thoughts. So I'm allowing these difficult emotions to come up. I'm not suppressing them or pushing them away, but I'm really trying to notice my feeling state as a physical sensation. Like I'm noticing it in my body. If it's coming through as tightness in my chest or clenching in my jaw or holding my shoulders like I'm doing right now up by my ears, noticing that physical sensation, leaning more into that than the stories that my mind is trying to tell. Okay, so that's an important distinction. My mind is very creative and loves to tell me very dramatic stories. I don't know if you can relate, but a lot of times this comes up when middle of the night you get up to pee and you come back to bed and all of a sudden your mind has a lot of very creative stories that cause angst and tension and turmoil and noticing where I'm feeling the sensation of that emotion in my body more so than a story in my mind. Does that make sense? I try to work with being an observer to my emotional weather. I don't know if you've ever heard it described that way, but ultimately we are at our core neutral and our emotions can be thought of weather in the sky. So when I'm feeling the various things that are coming up right now, I'm focusing more on observing that and taking a step back, noticing how that feeling is showing up in my body and allowing that emotion to be like weather because the emotional frequencies that we are feeling are constantly changing, just like weather. 
right now I'm quote unquote holding the pose. I love that analogy of being like in a yoga class where you're holding a difficult pose for a period of time. I think that's such a beautiful way that yoga helps us in general is that we can be in these uncomfortable places with our body. We can feel sensation and we can breathe in that sensation. We can observe it. And so that is how I am choosing to approach this at this point in time. (laughs) I perhaps will have to do a debriefing after we move through this experience and let you know what came up in reality and how it actually went down. But that is my plan. Being an observer, allowing those emotions to flow like weather. I'm also practicing consciously choosing better thoughts. And what I mean by that is not bypassing the feeling, but choosing a better thought. So for example, trending towards these positive thoughts. I'm so grateful for this surgeon. I'm so grateful for his expertise. I'm so grateful that we have Gosh, the healthcare, the ability, the resources to be able to do this for Anthony. I am really feeling, and I am honestly feeling grateful. That is an emotion that I'm experiencing as well. And I think it's important to note that you can be experiencing hard things and also have other layers of feelings as well. So it's not all or nothing or all or one way. I feel aligned with a lot of gratitude in this experience. I do, especially at night when I'm getting ready to go to sleep and I tend to feel somewhat worse about things. I think that's a common human experience. Don't make any decisions or trust your feelings after 9 p.m. I think I saw a meme about that actually this week. It's so true. It's so true. So I'm giving myself some space from really feeling into this and thinking about this at night. I certainly do not excel in positive thinking at night in particular. But I'm practicing those better thoughts, um, better, yeah, better feeling thoughts. So the gratitude is part of it. Trying to think of the other ones that I was focusing on the other night. Optimism for how this is going to help him to be able to fulfill his strengths as an athletic person, as some a kid who wants to play sports and wants to be more active. House is going to be an incredible, exciting opportunity. That's the other feeling and thoughts is that I'm actually, and it is 100% true again, oh, I'm actually excited. I'm excited for him to get this, to move through this, and to have the result of having a healthy walking gait and what that will open up for him. And just giving myself a ton of compassion. Look, I'm a mom. You might be a mom. If you're listening to this, it's we are so intricately connected. Not just a fun thing to say. Like our energy fields are combined with our children for I think it's seven years, something like that. Everything that he is feeling, I'm feeling too. And then I'm also super empathic. We've talked about being a highly sensitive person on other episodes and being empathic. And that is 100% the case. So my children are my Achilles heel when it comes to feeling additional layers of hard feelings, feeling their feelings, feeling my own feelings about their feelings. All of that gets layered on. So I'm really practicing. 
trying on just so much compassion and space. (laughs) Now is not the time for me to be putting pressure on myself on releasing certain amount of episodes or whatever other ambitious things I want to be doing. So that's really what I wanted to share today is as we move through something that is tender and that is going to be an opportunity to work with different degrees, different heightened feelings that we can feel empowered in the process. We don't have to be swept away by it all. And we can still be very much with this in a conscious way. We don't have to push it away either and numb it or pretend it's not happening. So that is what is going on a personal level. That's what's happening in my house as you are listening to this probably. Oh, I wanted to say a couple things about actual tools that we're using. Aside from, of course, whatever we need to do in terms of pain medication and advice from doctors on that. I have just purchased a Healy frequency device. Does anybody out there know about the Healy? If you do, message me. I would love to hear your experience. I'm brand new to it. And I can't really speak to it with any amount of expertise. I really don't know. All I know is that we were all energy. We all have frequency running through us. Life around us is all frequency. And there are certain frequencies just like on radio frequency that you can tune into that are beneficial with harmonizing the body, harmonizing on a cellular level. We have a lot of space. We are not dense matter like we think we are, like we perceive with our seeing eyes. There's way more space and energy than actual density. So I'm going to be learning how to use the Healy frequency device for my son to help with pain, sleep, help me stay grounded and steady. And yeah, I would love to hear your experiences if you have any with that. I, of course, have cleared my calendar, taking some own time to really just, it's hard for me to say this is my plan because I am going to be just intuitively guided with whatever presents itself i may just do my best to rest and unplug and decompress and process the situation and the experience there is a little bit of that aries energy in me that is maybe you can clean your closets maybe you can do some spring purging he's recovering and you're holding space for that and tending to him We'll see. I am not attached to that idea, although it's way overdue. I used to be such a purger. I would purge like regularly, especially when the kids were little and clothes were just outgrown so quickly. Since we moved here two years ago, I've had zero ambition and energy for very much purging, done very little. So we have, I feel like at this point in time, it's piles in the closets and so forth that could be dealt with. But we'll see. We'll see. I don't know that's going to be able to happen or that I will feel up for that or have the energy for that. Just giving myself a lot of space and allowing this to be however it's going to unfold, allowing it to move through me and hold space for the whole process. So 
That's what I wanted to share with you this week. Thank you for your positivity, your good vibes, your energy, all of that I am feeling and receiving. And yeah, I'll let you know how we move through this. And I hope that you are feeling good. And until I get the chance to come on again, hope that you all are moving through your spring with ease and just giving yourself a lot of compassion, a lot of space if anything is coming up that's challenging for you as well.